Warning. The stories in this podcast contain depictions of violence and suggestive themes. Listener discretion is advised. BLF Agent in Charge 0602, filing report for Project 1980, codenamed Broken. There is a cruel subtlety in mundane tasks. The Eldritch Eye came alive a few days ago, and I felt its gaze pierce my soul. The images it produces are no longer recorded on our traditional media, but poured directly into my mind. The events in Highbridge are all connected to the many supplemental reports. The BLF is currently in chaos. I will send out this report and then venture to an alternate location with the Eldritch Eye. Nowhere is safe. No one can be trusted at this point. The Eye showed me what will happen if I stay here. It will result in my death. Hopefully, I can use its powers to figure out how to survive and stay one step ahead. I cannot bring myself to fully trust this void artifact, but I have no other alternatives. I don't enjoy bowing to a cosmic will. The universe is not known to be a kind place. Broken. File 305. Begin. Nikki Reed and her partner, Detective Solomon, are closing in on who or what is behind the murders in Highbridge. It's never a good sign when agents from Hell visit mortals on Earth. Broken. File 305. End of report. outside the Heights in downtown. Local authorities are on the scene investigating a call from last night. From what I've gathered, resident and ISB assistant plant supervisor Joel Wallace was found dead inside his condo at around 10.30 last night. 
Neighbors say they heard raised voices coming from inside the residence, followed by a gunshot. This makes the third person brutally murdered in the last two days. Sheriff Rowland and Mayor Hart both stated that they have every confidence that the police department will handle the investigation swiftly and provide justice for the families left behind. I spoke earlier to lead detective Scott Solomon, who's in charge of both investigations. Highbridge residents can rest assured that the police department will not rest until we bring the person or persons responsible to justice. Special consultant Nikki Reed was also spotted on the scene, which begs the question, do we have a serial murderer on our hands or possibly something worse? I'll have more on this story as it develops. This is Lacey West, WKIL-TV News, Highbridge. You still haven't got over your crush on Lacey West, huh? She won't even give me the time of day unless I'm standing over a body. What am I, invisible? You're just not her type. What? Tall? Dark? Handsome? Financially stable? She only dates women. I... You know, the thing is... Whatever. Okay. Tall, dark, handsome, and financially stable. What can you tell me about our victims that you haven't told Ms. West? The victim's name is Joel Wallace, age 50. Worked as the assistant plant supervisor at ISB Chemicals. HPD was called at 2220, responding to a neighbor's report of a gunshot inside the condo. There was no sign of forced entry. Surveillance has been down on this floor for the past three days for maintenance, so no video. The front desk security doesn't recall anyone entering or leaving the building around that time. There are, of course, no outside cameras. The only prints forensics found belong to the victim. The only disturbance in the place is centered around the desk over there. Mr. Wallace was on his knees when executed. He was shot at an upward angle through the mouth based on the splatter pattern. Gunshot residue was found on the victim's hands and the inside of his mouth were burned from muzzle flash. Doc says it might look like suicide, but the angles of the entry wounds are not consistent with a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Nothing valuable appears to be missing. The weapon was registered to... Mr. Wallace, and it's in the lab for further testing to confirm it is the murder weapon. I bent down and looked into Joel's eyes. That familiar feeling washed over me as I felt myself pulled into the past. Joel was sitting at his desk when he got up and walked into the kitchen. There was a knife missing from the butcher block. I watched as Joel pulled a drink from the fridge, and a living shadow appeared by the pantry. It was a demon. No, many demons pretending to be one. (sighs) The world swam as I reached out and steadied myself on the counter. I felt overwhelmed. The air felt thick enough to cut. I stumbled back into the living room and watched as the demons flung Jewel into the wall and the desk. A knife dropped to the ground, point first. My heart was racing, threatening to beat out of my chest. Joel pointed the gun into his mouth, but the demon's hands were around his. Medic, we need a bus for Reed. It's the same person. 
What the hell are you talking about? It's the same unsub. The Vix from Elm and here were killed by the same person? Yes. You gonna be alright? Yeah. Give me a minute. Hello, Detective Solomon. Uh, this is Aaron Rathman. My son said to call you. Son? Oh yeah, uh, Marcus is your kid, right? I have a few questions I need to ask you. Would you mind meeting me down at the station later this afternoon? Can't we do this over the phone? I'm pretty busy today. I'd really prefer to talk things over in person. What about tomorrow morning? Sure. I'll see you then. Was that Rathman? Yeah, I honestly didn't expect him to call me back. I thought we'd have to track him down. You realize you just volunteered us to work on Sunday? Shit. Great job there, Columbo. <laughs> like you go to church or something. You think Rathman could be our killer? Possibly. I don't know enough yet. You want to use the Force and help figure this one out? The Force isn't real, but it also says check the floor between your feet. I have a feeling there was a knife from the kitchen involved in making that gouge on the floor. Son of a... Hey, you! Go check the knives in that butcher block in the kitchen. Also, get some pictures of this gouge on the floor. All I know is that the unsub from Elm and here are the same. There's intense passion around both of these murders. I think the victim had the gun forced into his mouth and the unsub pulled the trigger. But why? I don't know. Nikki, we're going to need facts to solve this thing. When you get more than a feeling, let me know, yeah? The facts will have to fill themselves in later. I'm going to go check around outside and see if anyone missed anything. Be careful. Want to take a black and white with you? I'll be all right. Stay here and collect your... facts. I walked outside the condo and looked up and down the hallway. It was an incredible coincidence that out of the 75 cameras in the building, that this floor's cameras happened to be offline. I closed my eyes and concentrated. I felt myself drawn to a side door marked stairwell for emergency use only. No cameras in the brick stairwell either. Unsecured door to the outside. It pushed right open. Dark, shadowy alley outside. Easy for someone to slip in or out and not be noticed at all. demon was huge and weighty. Its talons tore my clothes, but didn't pierce the skin. I could feel the heat of hell. Loose gray skin hung off of a deformed body. The wings were almost translucent, allowing the daylight to pass through. How the hell did this thing walk the earth in the daylight? Its presence here could only mean one thing. You will turn back. 
You're in direct violation of the Treaty of the Four Realms. You don't tell me to be where, and I won't tell you where to be. Hell knows who you are, Nikki Reed. And I do not personally care much for the old laws. I would probably get a promotion for ending the existence of one marked by the Mount. Besides, I like you on your back. What do you want? I am searching for Legion. They escaped not long ago. I sense their foul presence near this building. Legion? Is that another demon? They are the Gathering. They are many. Be wary, human. They are one of the most powerful among us. I've battled your kind before. I'm not afraid. They are not like the rest of us. Fuck. There had to be another portal open somewhere. I needed to get these murders wrapped up fast. And what did it mean I was marked by the mount? I hung up the phone with Detective Solomon. I knew he was going to be a problem. The Highbridge Police Department had a reputation of keeping bad things from happening. I was quickly destroying that facade. You okay, Dad? Such a simple question, but too complex to answer. How can I explain to my son that I beat down one of his teachers, killed his mother and my supposed best friend? Oh, yeah, and one of my bosses at work. Should have told that cop to go harass someone else. And probably his number one suspect anyway. It's only going to be a matter of time before they pin Wally on me, too. I'm fine. It's just been a long couple days. I appreciate you trying to protect the family. I told that cop and his partner that you were home with me last night. Didn't he believe me? He had that glassy look in his eye again. Does he know the evil I've done? I needed to spend more time with him. Now that his mother was gone, I need to refocus on my family. You need to take care of those bastards trying to ruin your town. Once they see their claws in, this place will fall to ruin. Everything you love will burn and only exist in memory. Cops are just like that. Some detectives just like to be more thorough than others. Hey, how about we go out and do something today? It's Saturday. We could go to a movie, or we could maybe... Nah, I'm good. I'll be in my room. I watched as Marcus walk towards his room. There was something about the way he moved. He was slower. He didn't seem like himself. I could tell that a dark cloud followed that boy. If I wasn't careful, 
he might end up just like me. Another dirty soul. How much more of this could I take? I could feel a bubbling rage just underneath my skin. A rage fueled by every injustice. I was slowly becoming wrath. An unholy terror. We can't let anyone stop us. We can get everyone at once. I won't survive a week with that detective prying into everything. He'll connect the dots eventually. I have something special in mind for the detective. First, you'll need to get the barrel off the docks at the plant. The ultra-toxic powder from the disposal storehouse? Did you say something, Dad? J just thinking out loud. I'm gonna head out for a minute. Wanna order out for dinner later tonight? I don't care. Whatever. Let's get the barrel, and then tomorrow we'll solve our police problem. Supplemental report. Priority. Routine. For BLF Committee Review. File name. Extermination. The following was recorded on... <laughs> detective Harrison is a great detective, but a below-average father. A series of mysterious murders lands him in the middle of a case that may be too much to handle. Then again, it may just be an interview for a new job. It's easy to spot where the enemy has sown chaos. The eye continues to show me the visions that cannot be ignored. It's not my job to explain it all. Just record what happens, and hope someone smarter than me can figure it out. Adding report to case project file. 1980. End of report. Sometimes you have to add a little blood onto your hands to understand who's the crooked one in the group. In all my years in the force, I never suspected to take up an opportunity like this. Whew, what a way to start the night. <laughs> You're telling me. I was in the middle of porking your mob before I got the call. We've been partners for how many years? And you still hit me with the pork in your mom jokes. What? 
It ain't my fault she wants a good lay. <laughs> Don't touch me, you freak. That I am, man. That I am. All right. What do we got, Dukes? Uh, quadruple homicide. Uh, possible arson. As soon as he said possible arson, that's what threw me off. The building didn't look anywhere near burnt. Or even had a mild electrical fire. Yeah, when uh, forensics was trying to get a DNA sample from the bodies, they couldn't because they, they ain't nothing but ash and bones. I would suspect Wrench to say some shit like that to throw off my scent. But if it's anyone other than him... Lo and behold, I'm staring at something from the Twilight Zone. I tried to get more information from the forensics team, but all they got for the four individuals was their gender. Three John Doe's and a chain. Based on the structure of the skulls, three of them looked awfully similar compared to the other. What about the clothes? They all looked like they just got cremated. Whoever did this was trying to cover up the tracks really well. I could try to salvage something, but no promises. Just do what you can to get us an identity. Yes, sir. Again, no promises. After trying to put the pieces together like a half-assed jigsaw puzzle waiting on forensics, my ex-wife calls me. Her and I have a somewhat amicable relationship. Harrison. Hey, sexy. What are you wearing? I'm sorry. You must have the wrong number. For a moment, I thought this was my ex-wife calling me. Well, since that got your attention, when are you going to pick up your son for the weekend? Yeah, about... Wait. You for the weekend? What weekend? This weekend, Gene. Like what we agreed on in court? No, no, that's not possible. It can't be the second week of the month. I checked. Well, check again. But it is the second weekend of this month, and you were supposed to pick him up at our home hours ago. All right, all right. Don't get your thong in a twist. I'll be over shortly. Oi, Fred. Yeah. Why didn't you remind me that this was my weekend with my son? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, oh, hey, uh, you know you were supposed to be picking up your son today? <sighs> You're an asshole, you know that? Oh, double whammy, freak and asshole. I'm on a roll. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Harrison, where do you think you're going? Hey, sir, look, I totally forgot about this, but I'm supposed to be picking up my son for this weekend. I completely forgot. Oh, yeah? What happened? Did your butt buddy over there forget to remind you? I... no. Look, just handle your business. Your child is a priority, but it's your priority, not his. Understood, sir. And I also expect you to get on this case the best way possible while you're handling your priority. Yeah? Yes, sir. And... could you bring me back some dinner? Chicken palm from Jerry's. Always. Just wire me the money. I got ya. Tell your boy I said hi. For me. Captain Lucius Quarry and I have been good friends since before he got promoted. Behind closed doors we still are. But out in the limelight he busts my nuts harder than a toddler with a wiffle ball bat.
It's about time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it to court. <sighs> I'll need a lawyer before I could do that. Why? I don't know where I was going with it. Come on in. Wipe your feet. Oi, bud. I'm here. Hello? Benny? Hey, Dad. Hey, Dad? Don't act so surprised. You were supposed to be here this morning, and now it's nearly seven. Yeah, fine. Fair enough. Come on, Benny. Benny, come on. Benny, come on. Benjamin Gerald Harrison, get off your ass. Yes, ma'am. That's witchcraft. Makes sense, because before we got divorced, you were the one who called me a witch. First of all, that was Fred. And second... Go! Be safe. Yeah? Wait, wait. Slow down. What? To the lab? You know I can't. I... Okay. Okay, fine. I'll be there. Hang on. Hey, Benny. I know. You gotta go back to work. <sighs> yeah. Can I come with you? Uh... Benny, I know I said you could come, but I have some casework to take care of. Important stuff. So stay here till I come back. Shouldn't take but a half hour. <sighs> Fine. Wrench usually calls me whenever there's a problem or if he needs some assistance. Half the time, any of his requests for assistance is not anything work-related. He better have a damn good reason for calling me here. So I say to myself. And he did. Hey, hey, hey. Remember those Johns and Jane from a few days ago? Uh, no. It's been so long ago. We've seen so many people, so little. They're missing teeth. What? Yeah, yeah. All four skulls, missing teeth. You called me to come out here just to say the Johns and Jane were robbed by the fucking Tooth Fairy? Nah, 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 nah. Shh. Hey, come here. Look at the skulls. Just look at him. See any similarity? At first, I thought my partner was pulling my leg once again. As I looked further into the skulls, looking at the spacing from where the tooth was removed, they all looked the same, as if it was a copy of the original skull. They're all missing their canines. Did you notice that, or...? No, 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 no. The team did. They left for the night... And I told them I would look after the evidence until the next ship comes. It should be here any minute. Hey, speak of the devil. And he shall appear. Benny, what the hell are you doing here? My gamepad died. I'm bored. Well, that sounds like a you problem. Go back to the car. I just picked him up when you called... Never mind. Are those skulls? Don't worry about it, Benny. Back to the car. Why are they missing teeth? I said, don't worry about it. Ugh. Oi, Benny. You want to see something cool? Come here. No, no, wait. What are you doing? Hey, let the kid look. 
He ain't hurting anyone. I'll get him some gloves, okay? <sighs> you look, but no touching, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, yeah me. You're very lucky when you got out of the car. No one scooped you up. Okay, all we have were lodges, so you'll have to make do, champ. Mm. Okay, thanks. Wrench knew how to bond with my son better than he usually does with his nephews. After they both had their show-and-tell moment, Benny blurted out something that sparked interest. Vampires. Vampires? Yeah. And how did you come to that conclusion? You said the teeth missing were... Uh... Canines. Yeah, yeah, canines. That's the same spot where the fangs would be. Right, and why are they missing? Um, well, usually... To kill a vampire, one of the ways to do it is to pull out their fangs, stake them through the heart, and either chop off their head or leave them in the sun. And what happens if you kill them? I don't know. Sometimes their bodies burn into flames or rot away. How do you know all this? Mom lets me watch horror movies over the weekend. <laughs> of course she does. This is Harrison. Detective Gene Harrison? Yes. May I ask who is calling? I am afraid I can't give you away my identity at this time. So for now, just call me Mr. Blue. Okay, Mr. Blue. How can I help you? I believe better question would be, how can I help you? What are you talking about? I'm having some information about the four individuals from a few weeks ago. Is that right? And how do you know about them? Not important. I feel it would be safer to talk about this in person. I send you coordinates into rendezvous point. Be there midnight. Alone. And why should I trust you? Hello? Hello? The first rule of whenever receiving a call that requires you to go alone, don't go alone. I explained to Wrench what was going on, and he agreed to come with me but pretend like he was a ghost. A shadow blended into the dark. So, this guy who calls himself Mr. Blue sounds like a member of a mob. Or watches too many films about the mob. I mean, it is pretty common to use an alias, but Blue? No one likes Blue. I like Blue. Oh, then I guess you're a one percenter. Mr. Blue sent me coordinates to an open field that belonged to a farmer. I remember hearing about this place. About two years ago, he went missing and left all of his belongings behind. Scavengers and squatters used to come up here every few months. The house on the top of the hill has fallen apart with broken windows, grimy walls, and a hole in the roof. Looking out into the tall grass was like watching the ocean in the moonlight. 
the calm breeze making it dance like ballet. Harrison. I see you. Stay. You got it. Detective? Christ! How... Where did you come from? That's irrelevant. Here. Everything you need to know is in there. Okay, so why... What the... Hey, what the hell is going on? Okay, Wrench, you can get up. Well, that was quick. You have no idea. He just gave me this and disappeared. I sat and stared at this accordion envelope. Part of my mind tells me I should open it to see what's inside. Another tells me I should put it away and worry about it another time. But why would I brush off something so bizarre? A total stranger giving me the answers to a strange case not even Sherlock Holmes could solve. The moment of truth was about to unfold after opening it. My reaction was a little underwhelming. All there was were stacks of papers and pictures of mythical creatures. They appear to have prolonged limbs, bat-like noses with red piercing eyes and sharp teeth. The papers were journal entries from what I assumed Mr. Blue had written. Other photos contained burnt exoskeletons on handmade crucifixes or lynched in public. I would assume it had something to do with the practices of extreme Christianity or Satanism. Searching through the folder, I found a flash drive. I set it aside for the time being and continued to read the notes. Whoever wrote them had illegible handwriting. My own son would have written better, even when he was five. But a few words caught my attention, as they looked awfully similar to vampirism, Dracula, crucify, and blood. After trying to decipher the meaning behind the notes and pictures, I was mentally exhausted and thought it would be best to turn in for the night until... Who the hell would that be at this hour? What the... Whoever you are, you better leave now. It's really late and I don't have time for this shit. Get away from my building, or I will open fire! Mm. The moment felt like a nightmare, and I couldn't wake up. The lights down the hall began to flicker, abnormally, as the area grew extremely cold. Darkness started to consume the walls, the floor, and the ceiling of the hall, from the far wall towards my door. Quickly, I slammed the door and locked it. From the other side of the door came... Naughty, naughty. Leave. Now! <laughs> naughty, naughty. 
I looked down and noticed the shadow of a large hand with long fingers stretching out toward me. My heart was pulsing through my chest and I aimed at the shadows, my back against the wall, and then... Yeah? Detective? Uh, y yes? Is Mr. Blue? What? what Where are you? Here. Was that you? Just now? What was? You know, the knocking, the, the voices, the shadows. Mm-mm. That wasn't you? Wish to say it was. Oh no. This happened before I paged you. Y yeah Did you open door? Uh, yeah. Did you let it in? No, I closed it as soon as I saw the hallway turning to black. <sighs> Damn it. What are you doing? Protecting us. I wasn't sure what to expect after Mr. Blue snuck into my apartment, but I tried to keep an open mind for as long as needed. After he opened the door, the hallways were fully swallowed with darkness. Even if you were to shine a light, it wouldn't show a thing. I then felt a tremor at my feet. Mr. Blue was at the ready, holding that green liquid in his mouth as the tremor grew worse. I heard a shrieking sound like an animal as a figure emerged from the shadows, sprinting towards us. What the fuck? I've had my fair share of being assaulted, whether they were on drugs, angry, or just making a desperate attempt to flee. They all get put down, legally or not. They all look the same, their eyes wide with anger or panic. But not this one. His eyes were full red. Not bloodshot, but all around red. A look of pure desire to quench their thirst for blood. Skin as pale as an albino, and fangs like an animal. If I may say, I nearly experienced death for half a second. The moment Mr. Blue flashed his purple light towards it, all I saw was the creature's skin melting, burning into a black crisp as it shrieks even louder while falling down hot under the floor, wallowing in pain. Ugh, what? What? Why did you do that? Even though I've seen kinkier stuff on the internet, it seems this was part of Mr. Blue's protocol. The creature's wallowing started to slow down as it swallowed the liquid, then stopped moving. Frozen in place as I watched Mr. Blue pull out a set of pliers, my instincts immediately snapped back into place as I connected the pieces on who removed the canines from the Johns and Jane. Drop the pliers. They have to remove things. I don't care what you're trying to do. Now drop those pliers with your hands up. You don't understand what you're doing. Oh, I don't? Well then tell me after I take you in. Okay, okay. Make her open it. <sighs> Listen, I'm willing to give you a chance because whatever just happened caused you to save my life. That doesn't mean I'm going to drop my guard. But I am going to let you speak your piece. Who are you? And what the hell was that? As I tell you, I cannot say real name, but I can tell you what that was. It's a hunter. It was sent to seek you out and take you down. I fought tougher ones before, but 
Luckily, this one wasn't that impressive. <sighs> okay, and the light you flashed? It's light that emits ultraviolet rays. Their skin is sensitive to sun, which is why they appear at night. You're saying that thing was a vampire? <sighs> they do not like to be called as such. None to be more soulless silhouettes. The term vampire is like calling out racial slur. Fine. And the liquids? Protection remedy makes with holy water. The guy I spit in mouth was infused with garlic oil, causing the insides to melt as he swallowed. Hmm. Very descriptive. And finally, how did you know where I live? And how did you know I was under attack? I follow you. I know you're not going to like answer for your next question, but it's truth. Folder I give you, it was bad. You motherfucker! Wait, wait, wait. Listen, hear me out. It was very risky. I did not want to do this. But but you were only few people who were thoroughly investigating case. I had to see how far you're willing to go. That's why I call you. You mean to tell me you were fishing? In a way, yes. Out of all the crazy stories I've heard from pathological liars to coked up junkies, this one took the cake. How many more are there? (laughs) They're all over. They can be anywhere. But cannot stop one by one. They will just keep coming back. Clans can sense when one has been lost to death. Only way to kill Horde is to kill Leader. Another reason why I contact you. Their leader is right under your nose. What are you talking about? Your superior. The captain. He orders Italian cuisine. But does he ever eat it? What does that have to do with any... Does he normally appear during day or at night? Stop it. I've known him for many years, even before he got promoted, and I know damn well it's not him. How can you be so sure? Shit. What are you suggesting? First, we take care of Hunter on floor. As for Captain, I have plan. So you know, if this doesn't work, I cannot help you out. A sacrifice I'm willing to make. Come in. Good evening, sir. Oh, Harrison. Now it's a party. (laughs) Ha ha. You're hilarious. I came by to drop off your dinner. Thank you. Just leave it over there. Okay. You... Sure you don't want it now? Yeah. I'll eat it later. I got lots to catch up on. Hmm. Like what? Take a good look around and you'll know, smart ass. Why don't why don't why don't you let me worry about all that and have yourself a bite to eat? You know, you you're not you when you're hungry. Why are you so persistent with me wanting to eat? Sir, I worry about you sometimes. Staying in the office like a hermit. Always me bringing you food, but 
don't see you eat it. First of all, you're one of my detectives, not my wife. If I want to hear how bad my health is with what I do for a living, I'll be sure to ask her. I mean, no offense at all. Unless you're hiding something. Excuse me? These noticeable motions normally lead to suspicion that one is hiding something. And where exactly were you going with this? Also, before you continue, I really hope you've brought some evidence to this matter of accusation and choose your next words wisely. Otherwise, consequences will be dire. You've already proved my point. You're acting rather defensive over a little hint that was left in the open indicating that something is off, whether recent or prolonging. You're also verbally threatening me, which could go into assertion of dominance among power of authority, or you would make me disappear if I asked too many questions. You should know me well enough. I act this way because I... Have too much on your plate? Yeah, I've heard that before. Harrison, last time I'm gonna say this. Do you, or do you not, have any evidence at all? Just a witness. Oh? And not just that, but he is responsible for the Johns and Jane that were burnt to a crisp with their canines ripped out. He would have done more, but he ran out of time. More? Long story short, Lucius, they were vampires. And he's an exterminator. Have you lost your damn mind? I might have. But I saw one charging at me in my own apartment and... That's enough. Harrison, I feel the stress of this job, especially switching you over to night shift, has officially pushed you to the point of no return. I'm gonna need your badge and gun. Fine. But first, I want to see you take a bite out of that. No. Drop both of them on my desk and get out. Just one bite. That's all I ask. Then I'll leave. If it pleases you. Lo and behold, Mr. Blue was right. After the whole ultraviolet light was triggered, my whole body froze. My mind was racing as it felt like time had slowed down before he opened the container. All he told me was to act like a concerned friend and make sure he opens it before you leave at any cost. My best friend and superior officer was a blood-sucking fiend the whole time. And I was too dense to even look further past the mask he wore. As I watched Lucius fall to his office floor, flailing around, blinded by the light, I took advantage of the opportunity and pierced his heart with the collapsible stake Mr. Blue loaned me. After his body fested awfully fast, like a time-lapse video, I noticed more shrieking was heard from outside the office. All of the officers in the precinct were in agony, their bodies decaying with screams as piercing as nails on a chalkboard. All except Mr. Blue, who remained in his chair. Thankfully, not everyone in the station was affected by their vampiric bloodline. I was worried Wrench was one of them. Holy shit! What the hell happened? Long story. Okay, then give me the cliff notes. We've been working for the wrong kind of people. And it looks like I have another job opportunity. 
Yeah, doing what? Exterminating. The Wolves That Came Were Eaten was written by Arthur Unk and performed by Tanner Wood with an original score produced by J.M. Scherf. The Calm Before the Storm Part 1 was written by Arthur Unk and performed by Katie Tatry, C.M. Peters, Eric Phones, Evan Jaffe, J. Philip Morris, and Spencer Leininger. Extermination was written by Shannon Carruthers and performed by Tanner Wood, Shannon Carruthers, Jessica Bryant-Clack, our resident old man, and J. Philip Morris, with episode artwork by Tanner Wood. We are well into our Season 3 and have open submissions for Season 4. If you would like to have a story of yours featured here on the Baseline Feed podcast, check out BaselineFeed.com for our open submission call. If you just have an idea for a short story, our community of self-dubbed baseliners that we've built over on our Discord server are willing to give all the direction, help, and encouragement you could ever need. Consider joining us there if you need inspiration, or maybe hop in on some game nights that we host on a regular basis. Finally, we want to send a special thank you to our patrons. Your contributions to the BLF really do help keep the lights on. All the eternal love and appreciation to you guys. We're always looking to support new voice actors, writers, and producers here at the BLF. Please reach out via email if you have any interest in contributing to the show. All the links that you would ever need are in the show notes.